I V M. BQ Big Decisions, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that helps you make the right financial choices. Hello, and thanks for listening in. This is BQ Big Decisions, and I'm Alex Matthew. Over the past few weeks, we've already spoken about a host of interesting topics, from the first steps you need to take to live a better financial life to whether you should buy a house or instead live on rent. To those of you who've written in to tell us what you think, thank you. We appreciate it. Now, when it comes to retirement planning, there's one thing that everyone agrees on: is that the best thing to do is to start early. But the problem arises when we start discussing where to put your money. There's either too much risk or too little return, or it attracts too much tax. In fact, just the other day in office, two of my editors were having quite the heated discussion about the best retirement scheme offered by the government. And I got to thinking, why don't we get them onto this podcast just to set the tone? So here they are. Neeraj Shah is markets editor at Bloomberg Quint, and Sajid Mangat is the national news editor. Thanks so much for joining us, gentlemen. Thank you, Alex. Welcome, Alex. Well, let's get to the the main point here, both of you, and perhaps this is going to set the context for a slightly longer conversation, which we will take forward in just a short bit. But the question here is, which, according to you, is the best retirement product out there? Is it the ones that are provided by the government or should you look at something else entirely or is the option here to go for a combination between the two who'd like to start well if i was uh, looking at it frankly speaking a combination of the two is always advisable but uh, alex you will excuse me for being an out and out equities person and if you're talking about starting early mm-hmm. and therefore having a, a long period of time for which your money stays invested then i would presume even for retirement equity products are the best products you could argue that there is safety in debt and therefore look at a lot of host of other debt products but maybe equity scores over debt but i don't know if such is you know there is a risk attached to equity as well if you're looking at clearly from a perspective of retirement then you need to look at the product which will give you a retirement benefit when you retire maybe at 60 or 65 uh, i know equities have over a period of time always have given a higher return but they have they are also a higher risk product as well mm. now if you look at a retirement product uh, it by nature 50% of that is invested in government securities which gives you a decent amount of return or maybe i i, I would call it a risk free return of 7 to 8 percent uh, per year mm. but an equity may give you 15% return but they it is a chances chance that it may take off 50% of your uh, asset as well so the the schemes that we're talking about gentlemen is that the two of two of them primarily the employee provident fund and there's also the option through the voluntary provident fund to increase your contribution to the employee provident fund and there's the national pension scheme now apart from that there's also the ppf which is the public provident fund which by nature has a very long lock in period and therefore is considered to be also a retirement product it can actually be used for long term goals as well but a lot of people look at these three options now you're saying sajith that 
this is something that you should look at primarily when it comes to your retirement savings exactly the reason being that in india we don't invest in a retirement product we invest in a tax product because all of them give you a tax incentive mm. uh, you need to look from a retirement perspective to invest uh, and so it has to be a conservative in nature because you're talking about after 65 if you look at epfo or your your employee provident fund there is a component which is deducted for your pension right the maximum you get is 15000 per month at the time of uh, retirement that's not enough for you to you know in the today's standard so you need to have an additional corpus of uh, you know annuity income kind of stuff which gives you every month so if you go for uh, nps with the purpose of say okay i want monthly income coming in uh, from from that product i nps uh, you know falls uh, or you know fits perfectly into a retirement product hmm. but you know there are benefits to equity as well i'm not denying that, that but that's a lump sum thing which you're looking at so if i understand correctly sajid the strategy that you are, are saying that should be employed is to continue if you are an employee with your contribution obviously which is compulsory to the employee provident fund and to focus on contribution to the national pension scheme for the long term you know the best thing is that you can start with 500 rupees a month for uh, equity sip mm. you can also start with 500 rupees a month for a pension exactly so that's exactly what i want to come to neeraj on and if we're talking about starting early and that's exactly the point that you made right at the start of the conversation and what a lot of our advisors even on this podcast have said if your goal is more than 5 years away and if you're starting early your retirement obviously is going to be more than 5 years away equity is the best possible option for you because over a long period of time it's proven to give you the best possible return so sajeet's point is that you have a, a pension uh, uh, or the ability to get a fixed amount of money every month you can actually work that out in equity as well yeah so just very quickly two or three points um, nps um, the annuity income that we're talking about is not tax free it's taxable yes. it's part one mm. if you're talking about having a non equity product nps is not technically just a pure non equity product because it invests part into equities as well mm-hmm. so that is part two mm. i'm not decrying the importance of nps as an retirement tool mm. uh, if you have less than 10 years then maybe the nps is a good plan also sure. because it has its merits mm. keep in mind it's over and above the 150000 deduction so Correct. there is an additional uh, 30% tax benefit that comes in if you invest yeah. straight up to if you are in the top bracket if you are in the top bracket yeah mm-hmm. but let's work with that assumption but the limited point that i'm trying to make is and the only point that i'm making that from a perspective of some, this is my personal view if i have less than 10 years or less than 15 years to retirement maybe i look at nps because mm-hmm. of the tax benefit that comes up front right. but over a 20 year cycle mm-hmm. i believe even that a uh, limited amount because if i invest in equity i don't get tax tax benefits so my 50000 doesn't become 35000 automatically because 50000 comes True. back but at 35000 invested in equity mm. over a 20 year period with the return rates of 12% that i believe mm. could equities could give over 20 year period would compensate will compensate for the 10% return that nps gives mm. even with the tax benefit because nps i presume the returns would be 10% equities 12% uh, debt 8% mm. um a summation average of 10% that will overtake over a 20 year period that's my limited yeah view. but I, i'm not even here arguing on the uh, you know issue of returns here i'm arguing on uh, on the fact that there has to be a constant flow of income when you retire from your services Absolutely. now if you are looking at uh, your risk profile no no uh, you know your your personal finance uh, you know analyst or maybe for for that matter a consultant would say that okay you 
subtract your age from 100 and that would be the kind of equity contribution that should that your portfolio should have mm. now that goes on declining as you go towards your retirement now in equity thing it may not it may not be uh, a thing because you are going to constantly have a higher component of equity and so the higher risk also continues as you go towards your retirement mm. but be that may returns for sure equity will give you sure. but that's an investment which you're trying to do right so you're trying to bring in pension here and not an investment thanks gentlemen fantastic points raised by both of you and i think that sets the stage perfectly for the rest of this conversation we've broadly discussed the retirement schemes offered by the government but now let's get into the granular details and for that i'm joined by amul joshi the founder of planned rupee investments thanks so much for joining us amol alex pleasure to be here thanks for having me over so why don't we start with the basics we've already run through the broad tenets but right. let's get into this one by one sure the available schemes and their individual traits let's start with the most commonly used one and that's because it's compulsory for all salaried yes. individuals the employees provident fund uh, the big advantage here is that your contributions to the epf are deductible from your taxable income yes. right but what are the key things to bear in mind when you're talking about the epf uh, as you rightly said epf is a compulsory deduction it is to the extent of 12% of your basic salary number 1 Number two, it is deductible up to one point five lakh rupees per annum under Section ATC. Sure. It is at par with that. Mm-hmm. Another very very important point in EPF is that it enjoys triple E status. So you have exemption, tax exemption during contribution, accumulation, as well as withdrawal stage. Okay. So these are some of the very quick points on uh, EPF. Okay, and and that of course is matched by your employer. That twelve percent. Uh, but what else do you have to bear in mind with regard to the interest that you earn and all of that? right so as you uh, made a point in uh, in beginning epf is sort of a government guaranteed product it is one of the decent products in terms of interest so today uh, in 2019 when we are talking your fixed deposit rates are between 6 and 1/2 to 7 or s- something like that mm-hmm. but on the other hand your epf rate rate of interest is 8.55% that is significantly higher mm. and let's not forget that this is exempt at all stages so this course significantly better than any of the fixed deposit instruments this is the specific uh, point that you should remember about what is the sort of interest rate that you get on your epf contribution but how do they manage this amul uh, because and and therefore uh, how do you understand the risk involved right mm-hmm. because this is a guaranteed return that is uh, what are the products that the, uh, the, the the manager of this fund mm-hmm. invests in Okay so earlier it was P- it, uh, EPF purely used to or EPFO uh, who manages uh, uh, pension funds purely used to invest into government sort of products that is gsex uh, right. 10 20 30 year government security these were the products in which EPF used to invest over last few years uh epfo has received a permission to invest into equity as well ah. so in some portion of your epf money goes into equity via index fund route Got so it. that is the reason how a slightly larger uh, return is uh, gets generated in epf okay so we've broadly covered epf now i think it's a good time to talk about the voluntary provident fund which as i understand it allows you to increase voluntarily the amount that you contribute to the epf yes. but is there a limit to how much you can increase this contribution 
Yes, Alex. So as the name says, VPF simply stands for Voluntary Provident Fund. The limit for a VPF contribution per month is 100% of your basic. Mm-hmm. In the sense, you cannot exceed the amount of investment in VPF which exceeds 100% of your basic component. So that's the that's the limit what we are talking about in VPF. Okay, and it's of course it's the same scheme, right? So it's the same scheme. It's only the only difference is it is voluntary. You as an employee are choosing to invest more than what is required. probably because you are very very serious about accumulating a kitty or corpus for your retirement or probably you are very intelligent person who wants to get advantage of 8.55% tax free return guaranteed tax free that return. is correct let's talk about this extremely intelligent individual and mm-hmm. let's talk about what happens when you withdraw the epf at what point can you do that right so epf ideally it's a provident fund scheme ideally you should let it run the entire course till your retirement but as you mentioned in a hypothetical scenario that you have to withdraw it if you withdraw it before 5 years then it will be taxable in your hands number mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. your tax benefit it's simply not there number two after completion of 5 years if you are starting on your own or if you quit or if you are migrating then let me take an example of you you want to start on your own you are right. starting your own business mm-hmm. you have to have a gap of 2 months mm-hmm. after which you can redeem your entire corpus that you have accumulated over the years i read somewhere it's 75% after the first month and then the yes, rest and of it and 100% withdrawal only after 2 months of unemployed period Okay, and after five years, if you held on for more that than five correct, years, then it will be tax. Yes, the tax benefit remains intact. Okay, so that's more or less what you need to know about the EPF and the VPF. That's the Voluntary Provident Fund. Let's now talk about the National Pension Scheme, Amol. It was launched in two thousand four, but most people know about it now because of the added incentive that was provided just a few budgets back. Yes, and that's the fifty thousand rupee additional uh, yes. deduction. Yes, over and to above ATC one point five. Right, correct. Right. So let's talk about the broad tenets. Sure. So uh, NPS is a national pension scheme which can invest in three asset classes. government securities corporate bonds or equity you can choose various proportions we will touch upon that in our uh, conversation however this additional 50000 rupees really gave an impetus to people's attention towards nps nps now let me make it very very clear over here it is a government approved or government launched scheme but it is not a government guaranteed scheme mm-hmm. so your returns will vary in ppf or in vpf or even in epf your return is known mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we discussed uh, 8.55 few minutes back right. however in nps the returns are purely market driven so instead right. of 8.55 it could be 7.55 or for all you know it could be 10.55 as well these are just examples and this is also there's also the difference with regard to who manages uh, the nps that is correct so previous products what we discuss all of those are purely managed by government or government entities nps is managed by professional fund managers so you have a public sector entity like sbi and lic and uti uh, sbi and lic managing it you also have private sector entities like reliance icsi kotak managing it mm. and while opting for an nps you can choose the fund manager that you desire to opt for fantastic now you also mentioned uh, the contribution within the nps and choosing right. which asset bucket uh, yes. or class you wanted right. to uh, go towards what is uh, how how do i fix that uh, actually earlier when nps started equity compos- equity component was restricted at 50% only but right. after the market feedback because see essentially this is a pension product and pension horizon could be 10 20 30 years or more mm-hmm. within such a long period of time if you do not have equity in a larger proportion you are probably compromising on the return that your money can generate right. now you have two sort of uh, uh, additional 
uh, product choices that are provided first one is the life choice product in which you can your equity comp your equity starts with 75 in an aggressive plan and every year it drops by a certain percentage mm-hmm. so that at the age of 55 you do not have a large equity component it mm-hmm. will come down to let's say 25% okay. you also have something called as active choice in which you can have a 75% equity component mm-hmm. up to age 50 mm-hmm. but however from 50 to 55 it again comes drops down to fi- below 50% so these are various the, uh, here we have mainly covered the equity component right. because the rest of the components are purely steady return generating assets like government securities or corporate bonds and that of course would depend on the risk profile uh, dear listener we're going to have a conversation in just a short while i just want to point this out on risk profile the importance and how to identify where you sit on the risk scale but that's for another date for now let's turn to the next conversation which is sure. the uh, withdrawal for the nps uh, that of course is uh, uh, there was a change in uh, the budget 2019 uh, with regard to the taxable nature of it right yes correct so in this budget your nps withdrawal at age 60 on has become 60% of lump sum you can withdraw during your retirement phase and mm-hmm. it will be completely tax free remaining 40% does not come to you rather you mandatorily have to buy an annuity product right. annuity product as you know it's simply you invest lump sum mm-hmm. and depending on what annuity annuity rate is available i'm mm-hmm. only for an example i'm taking 6% as annuity rate mm-hmm. example if you invest 100 rupees in annuity at 6% roughly half a percent per month you will get as your annuity right. also a very important to remember annuity is taxable in your hands mm. just like salary or mm. just like pension income that you will draw fantastic so and and okay so we've clearly established the withdrawal uh, how that works and the taxable nature of it let's move on and talk about the last scheme which is right. the public provident fund sure. now Uh, Amul, I've actually heard from a few people that this shouldn't be considered uh, a retirement product because of the 15-year lock-in period. Uh, right. But I- is that the right way to approach it? Uh, see, Alex, I have a different takeover here. PPF, as you know, is a product of choice for Indian investors. Right. Most of the times, even when child is born, immediately afterwards, most of the times, the PPF account gets opened. Mm-hmm. If you have somehow missed that bus and you started earning, I'm sure that your parents, your well-wishers, are going to ask you to open. PPF account much longer much sooner than you think yeah. number 1 number 2 the 15 year lock in period what we just now spoke of that 15 year can be extended with a 5 year block of time at every maturity stage sure. so it can be longer than 15 years as well number 2 mm-hmm. and number 3 uh, see the word provident itself has a connotation or has a relationship with your retirement right. so i would i would uh, very i would uh, very positively strongly say that ppf also can be a good in a retirement uh, product offering uh, to invest into before we get into the advice that you have for our listeners i, I do want to close the loop on the ppf mm-hmm. uh, what are the rules with regard to withdrawals and and there are certain other benefits with regard to taking a loan and etc right right so ppf always remember very very clearly ppf also falls under atc 1.5 lakh rupees is annual maximum contribution that you can make minor also can open an account but the limit of 1.5 lakh will be shared between minor and and parent mm-hmm. uh, number 2 number 3 the product can run for 15 years with renewal renewal of 5 year renewal blocks possible sure. number 4 you spoke about withdrawals so again i uh, the advice that i gave few minutes back You, it is in your best interest to have this product run the uh, run the longest course simply because it also gives you 
a triple e taxation exempt mm-hmm. exempt exempt during mm-hmm. contribution accumulation as well as withdrawal stage mm-hmm. current rate of interest is about 7.9% this sure. is again much higher than any of the fixed income sure. or fixed deposit products that sure. you get if you withdraw if you want if you are talking about withdrawal from ppf it is allowed only after 7 years completion okay. in your ppf mm-hmm. uh, once your ppf attains 7 years of age mm-hmm. only then you can withdraw a certain component 50% mm-hmm. of your component of your previous balance okay. so these are some of the points and that you should remember every subsequent ppf. year you can withdraw every yes 50%. after once 7 years are completed then you can you do have a choice to dip into that generally again remember there are four or five occasions for which the withdrawals are permitted if you have a medical emergency medical expense mm. if you have a higher education or marriage related expense coming up mm-hmm. or if you are constructing your first house or mm. buying first mm. house these are some of the important life milestones during which the withdrawals are permitted right so we've spoken about the basic tenets uh, in quite a lot of detail uh, amul but now comes the difficult part yeah. how do you how do you choose which is the best retirement option within the schemes available or in fact if you want to go the equity route mm-hmm. or the mutual fund route should you do that Right Alex as you mentioned which is the best option now best option differs from person to person simply because you because your risk profile may be different than mine mm. so if you are an equity bull if you believe in india growth story then other than epf which is your mandatory uh, deduction you can't do much about it right. you would probably opt for nps where you have a 50 to 75% of equity allocation possibility right. if you are a totally risk averse investor and after epf mandatory deduction if you still have some window left in 1.5 lakh rupees you will probably go for ppf Right. which is That's a separate a public provident yeah, fund. fund now the, uh, i i also like the next point what you mentioned something like direct equity or mutual funds sure. if you are out and out equity person you are going to think that i have 10 20 30 years to go for my retirement and equity is significantly likely to outperform all these instruments provided i invest 100% in it mm-hmm. if you are somebody who belongs to subscribes to this school of thought then i would simply say you can opt for any of the retirement products offered by mutual funds mm-hmm. where 100% equity allocation is possible mm. within that these retirement mutual funds also offer you same tax benefit of section 80c sure. or you can simply invest into elss equity link saving scheme which is a 100% equity scheme and hold it for your retirement horizon till your retirement horizon all right that more or less covers uh, all of the aspects of this conversation uh, with regard to your retirement planning of course uh, these investments are specific to that retirement goal that and if good. you have additional goals apart from that depending on the tenor of those goals or when you want to achieve them you can choose different options sure Thanks so much Amol for joining us and giving us your advice and in fact giving us all that information about the schemes and uh, what essentially they entail. Dear listener, thank you so much for joining us on this conversation. I hope that it helped you make the choice that you have to make with regard to your own retirement. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day and happy saving. If you enjoyed Big Decisions, check out some other podcasts on the IVM Podcast Network. You can check out Pesa Vesa hosted by Anupam Gupta, Advertising is Dead hosted by Varun Dugirala, The Ronnie Screwwala Podcast hosted by Ronnie Screwwala or Cyrus Says hosted by Cyrus Procha. These shows are available on the IVM Podcast website, app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Advertising is dead. Yep, you heard me right. Advertising is dead. We're all in the content business now. 
let's not call it news tv radio etc etc it's all content and we're in the middle of this weirdly exciting phase where all the borders and lines that have been drawn over decades has been swept away by this lovely thing called the internet we're a show where we don't dwell on just the stuff that is now but rather the wider stuff about advertising media content and the whole goddamn circus surrounding it tune in every tuesday for our weekly unboxing of the mystery box we used to call advertising i'm varun dugirala co-founder and content chief at the glitch and this is my new podcast advertising is dead Are you constantly seeking happiness? Wondering how to make the most of every day? How not to let your inhibitions stop you from achieving your goals? It's now time to get your A game on. It's time to unlock your true potential. Tune in to the empowering series with me Zarina Poonawala to feel empowered in all genres of life. From behavioral skills to management skills, from health to relationships, from mental well-being to emotional well-being and of course your finances i've got you covered with these tips and tricks from me zarina and true life stories from my amazing guests you're bound to bring your purest to the table tune in to the empowering series with zarina punawala every thursday on the ivm podcast app website or wherever you listen to podcasts